Entree Story, Episode 2. The key in life is get the right people around you. I would think if I was going to go out and do something, somebody's probably already doing it. So I would really sit back and think, okay, how can I do what they do, but a lot better. Welcome to Entree Story, the podcast where entrepreneurs and business gurus share personal startup stories, along with insight and wisdom you can apply to your dreams and ambitions. Now, here's your host, entrepreneur, communications coach, and author, Jeff Whitaker. Well, hello once again, everyone, and welcome to Entree Story. I'm excited about today's episode. My guest is Lee Cockrell. He's the former executive vice president of operations for the Walt Disney World Resort. As the senior operating executive for 10 years, Lee led a team of 40,000 cast members. He was responsible for the operation of, get this, 20 resort hotels, four theme parks, two water parks, a shopping and entertainment village, and the ESPN Sports and Recreation Complex, and other ancillary projects as well. Well, now he's retired from Disney, but Lee still travels the world, and his leadership seminars are presented working with Disney Institute as well. They train the company team members from uh, companies and organizations uh, across the globe. He's the author of several books, including Creating Magic, and his latest book is called Creating Time Management. This gentleman is a wealth of knowledge and insight when it comes to running a business and following your dream. I had an opportunity recently to sit down with him, and this was after we did the podcast interview, but I had an opportunity to sit down with him in Florida. I was actually on vacation. I mentioned to him in passing when we did the podcast interview, hey, I'm going to be traveling to Florida. He said, why don't we get together and share a cup of coffee? It was great. It was just, he's such a generous man, and he has so much to offer, and I'm so excited about uh, today's talk. So let's sit down now with Lee Cockrell. You know, Lee, we like to share uh, with our listeners that uh, we believe it's all about story, that, that story can tell so much about a person, that we can learn a lot from a story as well. So I guess the way we'll start things off with you is uh, tell us your story so we can learn more about you. Well, I'm a good candidate for that since I work for Disney, and that's pretty much what we do for a living. Still stories. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I uh, grew up in Oklahoma. I actually grew up on a little dairy farm. We were very poor. Uh, I, uh, my mother was married five times, I tell people, to give them perspective on what I went through and ended up being successful. But uh, uh, I went off to college because her fourth husband was able to afford for me to go, and I went for two years, didn't do very well. I don't do very well in school. And I dropped out, went in the Army in 1964. And when I got out of the Army, I went to Washington, D.C., and I got a job as a banquet waiter at the Washington Hilton Hotel. I'd never been in a hotel, so I didn't even know what I was doing. But I got lucky, and somebody took me by the hand and trained me and showed me how to do the job. And I did that for a couple years. And finally, I got into a management training program in the um, purchasing and food control office and accounting. And I did well there. And I stayed with Hilton eight years, and I worked in the Washington Hilton, the Conrad Hilton in Chicago, the Waldorf Astoria in New York, Los Angeles Hilton. We moved around a lot, got promotions, and then I joined Disney in uh, 1973 and stayed with them for 17 years all over the country and became vice president of food and beverage there, and then I got recruited by Disney in 1990 to go to France to open the Disneyland Paris project. So my wife and I took off to Paris, which made her pretty happy. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, I said, should we go? She said, absolutely. So <laughs> we went to Paris. I said, you know, I could get fired over there and be stuck. She said, I don't care. Let's it's a nice go. Nice place to be stuck, right? Yeah. She said, Lee, if you don't take that job, you're going to have regrets. You get to work for Disney, you get paid, and you get to live in Paris. What more do you want in your life? Yeah, right. And so we did that, and I stayed there three years. I ran uh, the hotels there for about a year and a half, and then I was promoted to Orlando. And they came back in charge of the hotels in Orlando. And then in about uh, two years after that, in 97, I became in charge of all the Walt Disney World operations and ran that for 10 years. And I retired and uh, signed a contract with Disney. I do seminars for them. I do speeches all over the world now. And I wrote three books. And uh, life is good. I took a nap today, laying on the couch. And uh, I get to go work and then take some time off. And I enjoy it. I kind of now consider myself more of a teacher than I do being the big bad boss. Well, this is a great opportunity for us, Lee, because we consider uh, this is a chance where, where people can come and, and listen, entrepreneurs who or budding entrepreneurs, perhaps folks who have uh, an idea of, gee, this has always been my dream. This is an idea that I've had, and, and perhaps it can, it can work, and this is something that I can do, and, and I want to be involved in something that I love. And so we want to give some people some inside advice and, and maybe give them an opportunity, uh, as we are doing today, to, to kind of sit across the table from someone who who's been there, done that, who can offer some advice. So I guess, I guess, where do you see the biggest opportunities for entrepreneurs today, for people who, who want to start out? Maybe they have an idea, maybe they have a dream of, of going off on their own, but uh, now that's all it is. It's, it's a dream, but, but they've, got to, they've got to put some, some feet to their, to their ideas, to their plans. Where do they start when it comes to, to pursuing an entrepreneurial dream in your mind? Yeah, well, I'll give you a couple examples. You know, I started my own company after I left Disney, and I thought I had a good idea. I thought I could write a book. I thought I could start a seminar business. Uh, and I think the first thing you got to do is kind of bounce it off of a few people, first of all, to see what they thought about that. And I got a lot of good feedback on my work from people I trusted. Not You can't ask just anybody. Some people just tell you everything's great. And uh, you need somebody who will really tell you the truth and lay it on the line. And, and I would say that entrepreneurs go out and talk to experts about it. Have some, if you're not good in the finance area, have a good finance person or get a banker or somebody at the credit union or your father or somebody to run the numbers for you. Make sure this really makes sense, that it's not just a nice idea, but it, you can actually uh, make it. You can make some money and you can um, have a successful business. So I always, I'm a real, real uh, advocate of getting experts to help you. I, that's been the key to me. People ask me, Lee, uh, how did you run Disney World? How did you deal with all those 40,000 people reported up to you and all those 7,000 managers. And I said, hey, I didn't even know what was going on half the time. But I hired great people, expertise, engineers, finance people, IT people. And that's the key in life is get the right people around you or get the right consultants. Or even if you're starting out and can't afford it and you're going to just do some contract work, make sure you really look, check the people out carefully and get some good contract people because you're not going to be able to do it alone. You're going to need some help. And uh, so that's the first thing. Then what I did, I went out and I fired up a website. I found a guy to do it for me, very cheap. And then I wrote all the content. And if people go to my website, they'll see it. It's a great website. It's got everything on there you'd want and um, information. A lot of it's free. A lot of it tells you about my business. I don't think you can. Today, you got to have a website to get your message out, whatever that message be. If you're going to run a plumbing store or whatever, people got to be able to reach you. And then I just started doing it, and I started do. I did a lot of free things in the beginning, trying to get practice on speaking and giving seminars. And then I developed a workbook, and then I had that done. And 
I can tell you a quick little story. A guy I just did work over in Manchester, UK. This guy started a business 12 years ago, entrepreneur, in his bedroom. He was started selling faucets, bathroom faucets, kitchen faucets on mm. e- eBay. This last year, he had a $100 million business 12 years later. Wow. He's doing bathroom renovations. And his thing is, he's got the inventory. He buys it all from China. His mother's in charge of tile. His dad's in charge of purchasing. His sister is the head of HR. They have 350 employees now. They have 11% market share in the UK of bathroom renovations. And they expect to have 35% market share. And he's opening in Germany this month. Started it in the bedroom. (laughs) Wow. You made a good point uh, just a couple of minutes ago when you said that uh, you've got to make sure that it's something that's viable, just not an idea or or a pie-in-the-sky thought that you have. So I I think what I've learned over the years as well is is that that, – you got to find that need, find a niche, find some need that you can meet, not just something you, you love to do. People say, you know, find something you love to do and, and then get paid to do it. But that's not always the case, is it? Well, I think today it's hard to find something new. I would think if I was going to go out and do something, there, somebody's probably already doing it. So I would really sit back and think, okay, how can I do what they do, but a lot better? If they open at 7, I'm going to open at 6. If they close at 5, I'm going to stay open until 6.30. Mm. If they don't deliver, I'm going to deliver. If, you know, every little thing. I'm going to have the best employees when you walk in my business because I'm going to really be on top of business. I'm going to be on top of that courtesy and friendliness and cleanliness. And people are going to notice me because I'm going to be so good. I'm, I'm going to have high expectations. And that's what I think people do. You know, there's a lot of very average businesses out there not doing a very good job. And I tell people, raise your expectations. You'll probably be successful. I heard Ken Blanchard say, and, and it was at least 15 or 20 years ago, but I was at a seminar that, that he was giving, and he said that um, you really don't have to do, sadly, a whole lot in today's world to rise <laughs> above the competition because uh, everybody has kind of settled uh, for, for mediocre. And so that if you just do something a little bit extra or go that extra mile, you're going to stand out from the competition. Absolutely. And I think entrepreneurs have a great opportunity to stand out because when you own the business, you got the passion. When you own the business, you're going to get, be in there. You're going to be involved. You're going to be in front of your customers. And you can, if it's a restaurant or it's a bar or if it's some kind of store, just think about you're going to be so much more committed than some big corporate business where there's corporate people and they are, it's kind of just a job and they're trying to get the retirement alive. I mean, passion will show up for your customers and if you have it and if you're not passionate about it don't start a business because it's hard you're working seven days a week to get started and you're worried about money and credit and inventory and turnover and recessions and so you got to really have that passion to hang in there and uh, really keep pushing through all the obstacles you're going to have well as you told us about your career you you it, it was obvious how it took a progression and and just kept building each step built one upon the other was there was there a turning point in your career or somewhere along the line that defined you or gave you the direction where you said, you know what, this is what Lee Cockrell is all about. This is where I want to head. I finally found my wheelhouse. Well, yeah, I think they're one. The turning point for me, you know, I was a young, um, insecure, young guy, no college degree, and and um, I was able to get things done, but I got them done by working all the time, Saturday, Sunday, come take them work home. And I went to a time management course, a three-day course back in 1980. And, man, that turned the light on for me. 
it taught me a system for how to get organized, how to get things done, how to focus on the right priorities in my personal life, my business life, my health, my, my retirement, my savings. And it really changed who I was. And then I started teaching that course for the last 35 years. And that's the one I just wrote a book about is because where you spend your time is the name of the game. And that course woke me up. It was like quit spending time in all these places that don't matter. You get no value out of them. Really get limited. And today I spend my time in three areas. First, my health. Number two, my family. And number three, my finances. And if there's time left over, I'll do other things. <laughs> but those are the three. And my wife likes that. She said, Lee, take care of yourself so you can take care of us. So be healthy. And uh, so, yeah, you got to kind of figure out where should I be spending my time and then spend it there and quit wasting time. Now, a lot of people say, but I don't have time, Lee. You don't know what my schedule's like, the, the, the hours that I work, the commitments that I have. How do you go about prioritizing your time? Well, I tell people, you got the same amount of time I have, 168 hours. Einstein had the same amount of hours you got. There's, you, don't, you don't find time. You make time for the most important things, and then you throw everything else away. And a lot of people are doing everything because they don't hire the right people. They don't uh, delegate properly. They don't trust anybody. They want to do everything themselves. They have to approve everything. And that's where, my, that's where I find time. I hire great people. I let them do their job. I'm there for them if they need me. Uh, I make sure I'm not wasting time uh, doing things that bring absolute no value to me. I'm not going to find myself on Facebook <laughs> very often. I'm not, the only thing I use Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter for to promote my books and sell mm. books. And, uh, you know, and uh, that's even when I exercise, I, I walk. I walk 8 to 10 miles a day. I walk in my house. I put the TV on three on the same channel in three rooms, and I walk through the house. It drives my wife crazy. But you can do, <laughs> it's important. I want to keep my weight down. I want to be healthy. I, you know, I tell people I'm in the ozone now, obituary zone. I'm 70 years old, so, so <laughs> I, I, I got to be careful. I could go any minute. So, um, yeah, you got to you got to step back and quit saying I don't have time. Everybody's got time to do what they want, but not what they should be doing. And you've got to say, okay, what am I doing that really doesn't give me that much value? It doesn't matter. I got to get out of this. I got to get back away from this. Because you can't do everything. You've got to pick those select few things that are going to really make a difference. And then you've got to hire other people or contractors or somebody to do the rest of it. Or And when you're starting out a business, you know what? You're going to have to work probably seven days a week. You're never, And it's true. You're going to have a lot to do because sometimes you can't afford to hire people until you get started and get the right cash flow. And, uh, yeah, so today I, I have a great IT person that on contract. I have a great accountant. I have a great uh, guy that helps me with my books, a publisher. And I, they're all experts. And I let them do their thing, and they ask my advice. I give it to them, and then I go back to doing what I want to focus on. And uh, I think if somebody, these kids will read this book, Time Management Magic, it kind of wake them up. Because I think we all don't manage ourselves very well because we don't know how. Nobody's ever taught us how. Nobody has, they haven't learned a system for managing themselves because they don't teach it in high school and college. And we need to learn this because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you know, it's can you implement? Can you get it done? Can you execute? And um, yeah, the people who execute, uh, they get it done and they find the way to do it. And it's a lot of things you got to do, not just one or two. Still to come. And this is what happens. We get in a rut. And when you get in a rut, you keep doing what you did and you don't want to deal with the hard things. And if you don't deal with the hard things, like dealing with non-performers and exercise, if you don't do the hard things, life gets uh, harder. If you do the hard things, life gets easier. That's next on Entree Story. 
Entree Story is brought to you in part by Blinkist. If you're anything like me, you're always struggling, wanting to continue to learn and uh, try to pick up new great material, but you're so busy, you're, you're busy doing the work itself, and it's a, it's a crazy juggling act, and that's why I love Blinkist. Blinkist gives you the ability to read the top business, entrepreneurial, motivational, time management books, and you only spend literally a few minutes. They take the very best business books and they summarize them in a way that's, well, let's just say it's a way to cut to the chase and give you all the good stuff. The best way to understand what I'm talking about is to check it out for free at Blinkist.JeffWhitaker.com. That's Blinkist.JeffWhitaker.com. There's no obligation. Take them for a test drive, and if you decide that you like it, well, remember the promo code JEFF20. And you'll save 20% on your first year. That's Blinkist.JeffWhitaker.com and promo code Jeff20 to save 20%. Check out the link in our show notes. You know, you know what I found, Lee, is, is also it, it's going to be a year is going to pass regardless of whether I spend it wisely or don't spend it wisely. And, and I look back at, at, at some of the things I've done in this last year and purposely uh, squirreling away two hours here, a half hour there, three hours there. And yes, it took me a little bit longer to get some of the things done I wanted to get. But now they're done where they, I could have easily found something else to do. Like you said, it could have been Facebook. It could have been television. It could have been sitting around doing nothing. But because I committed that time, I'm reaping the rewards today well i you're right you're right on you find it five minutes here 20 minutes there an hour here and i think people got to have the deeper thoughts do you have the right friends really are, are these friends real friends or are you just hanging out with them do you have the right uh, uh people working for you or should we should you be letting a couple of them go this week and hire some new people that can do twice as much as they can do have a better attitude have a can-do attitude or passionate want to make it happen and this is what happens we get in a rut and when you get in a rut, you keep doing what you did, and you don't want to deal with the hard things. And if you don't deal with the hard things, like dealing with non-performers and exercise, if you don't do the hard things, life gets uh, harder. If you do the hard things, life gets easier. And I would tell you the average person doesn't want to deal with the hard things. They want to lay on the couch instead of exercise. They want to eat too much. They don't want to save their money. It's easier to spend it. And people got to rethink. How many, how many hard things are you doing this week, this month? They're going to pay off for you later, 5, 10, 20, 30, 40 years. So that's how I think about it. Hard things are hard, and that's why people don't do them. But when you learn to do them, you start to where it becomes a habit, and then you don't have trouble doing them. You get into that habit of just dealing with it. I want to take the opportunity uh, during this interview because I, I, I have the chance to, to you know, pretty much sit across the table from you. As someone who was, was so intimately involved in, in the Disney organization, what is it about Disney that sets it above other uh, theme parks, other production companies, other organizations like uh, Walt Disney World? What is it about uh, the organization that, that makes it the, um, uh, the, the pinnacle in its industry? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, in my first book, Creating Magic, the first sentence says, it's not magic, it makes Disney World work, it's the way we work. And I can tell you, I believe this can happen with any company, any group entrepreneurs, big companies. Number one, uh, we have high expectations. Number two, we hire, we're really careful who we hire. 
we have all kinds of systems in to interview and experts at interviewing and how to listen in the interview and what to look for, look for people with passion and over people who can overcome obstacles. They perform better. Second, we train. Training, testing, and enforcing the training. We train everybody, then we test them before we put them out on the floor with the customers to make sure they've learned it, and then we enforce it. And a lot of managers are not enforcing training, and you got to step in there and you got to enforce. It's like raising children. Sometimes discipline has to be a part of the game. And last, we create a uh, culture. A culture, we want a culture where 70,000 cast members wake up in the morning and want to come to work, not have to come. They're excited because of the way they're treated, respected, included, involved, listened to. They get training, they get development, and they get opportunity. And uh, I tell tell everybody, if you just make sure everybody in your organization matters and they know they matter, and the best way to make sure people know they matter is to tell them. And if they don't matter, they shouldn't be in your company. And those three little things... Right people, right training, and right culture. And culture is not part of the game. It is the game. You get the culture right, everything works. When you think everybody matters and remember everyone's important and you treat people that way from the person who cleans the bathroom up to the executive, that's when you get start to get people doing the job because they want to do it. They'll do it when you're home in bed. They don't need a manager looking over their shoulder because you've hired professional people who are committed. And when you treat people right, they'll treat your customer right. And it's just a simple pro- thing we think about every day. That's how we do it. It's, it's one of those basics, you know. Don't get bored with the basics. <laughs> well, that's great advice for any entrepreneur that's looking to, to start a venture, whether your team is two or 200, uh, to, to keep those things in mind. Yeah. What is the best advice anyone ever gave to Lee Cockrell? Well, I was pretty defensive and um, insecure early in my career because I grew up in a pretty dysfunctional home and had issues. And I had a boss that took me on the side and told me, Lee, quit being so defensive. When people try to help you, accept it. Don't start blaming everything on somebody else. Don't come up with a bunch of excuses. People don't like to work with defensive people. I would say that thing there probably helped me the most to be a, a leader who wasn't defensive. I didn't look for somebody to blame when I made a mistake. And I think the other thing, my grandmother, she told me, Lee, you can do anything you want to do, buddy. You can do anything you want. She, she was always, my mother didn't have a lot of time. She was getting married all the time. But my grandmother, she was, you can do what you want to do. And I'll just, I think she really built a lot of my self-confidence and self-esteem and helped me believe in myself because I think too many people give up just before they're going to be successful. Especially an entrepreneur, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard starting a business. You're going to have a lot of days, no cash coming in. You're worried to death, and you got to just hang in there if you really believe in what you're doing. And and I think tenacity. You know, if you're not, if you don't have a lot of tenacity, and you can push hard, and you can go through a lot of obstacles in your life, don't start your own business. Go to work for a big company where they t- take care of you. <laughs> don't try to take care of yourself because it's not easy. But it, there's nothing more satisfying, let me tell you. I am so happy now having my own business. I do what, go, I deal with who I want to deal with. I do my business. I write my books. I, I have customers all over the world. I, I, you know, There's nothing like having your own business. It's, it's worth the effort, and it's worth the pain if you can get through the other side. Well, you've given us a wealth of, of information today, and we really appreciate you taking the time uh, to be with us. And... Um, it's there's so much to consider when you're when you're looking at this entrepreneurial journey, but the the rewards are great if you if you stick with it if you if you stick to the other end you're you're going to come out uh, a victor and and uh, knowing that that it's something that you've built something you've done uh, is going to be a, a great reward and and 
you are a great example of that. Let's uh, let's tell the the listeners where uh, where someone can get some more information or stay in contact with you, and if they want to uh, further their education with uh, with the resources that you have. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, one thing I do in my business, I'm always available. I answer my phone. It shocks people. People say, why do you answer your own phone? We thought we were going to get a secretary. I say, I answer my phone because that's how you book business. I don't want you calling somebody else because I didn't answer my phone. So if you go to my website, leecockerell.com, C-O-C-K-E-R-E-L-L.com, my contact information is on there, my address, my phone number, my email. You can get in touch with me anytime you want. I'll answer you pretty quick. Uh, everything's on there about my books. There's a free blog on there with podcasts that has 500 posts on how to be a better leader, better manager, how to have better customer service. A lot of these entrepreneurs can just use it for free if they wanted to. They can go there. And then we have another uh, Thrive 15, which is an organization I work with. It's called www.thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, 15, the number, dot com. Thrive15.com, and there's five, 600 videos on there already about how to hire people, how to fire, how to get a business loan, how to write a business plan, how to deal with franchising, legal issues, and you can get 30 days free by using the promotion code MAGIC, M-A-G-I-C. And you can use it for 30 days. If you like it, you can sign up. It's a monthly fee. And if you don't like it, you can not use it anymore. <laughs> so there are some ways. And, uh, yeah, but just about everything's on my website. And, uh, and, and we'll, the, have, the, we'll yeah. have the links to all that information on our uh, podcast as well if people uh, are driving right now or don't have an opportunity with a pen and pencil. But we'll, uh, we'll have that all that contact information. Well, it's good you're doing these because people need help. And, you know, we're, we're lucky to live in a country where people like to help each other. So the help is out there. I always tell people the truth is out there. So go find it before you start a business. And it's easier than ever with the Internet out there to get that information, isn't it? I mean, Absolutely. before you had to go to the library or or maybe you would never have an opportunity to, to have access to a Lee Cockrell. But now uh, it's so easy with the Internet and you need to take advantage of that information that's readily available and much of it out there for free. Most of it, a lot of it is for free. And I can tell you, you have no excuse for not learning today. Every day I find, I read a word I don't know, I just go to Google and then I know. So there's just anything you want to learn today. You can really self-educate yourself and uh, you should. And uh, it's right at your fingertips. You got your phone in your hand, you got your laptop, you got your iPad. We have no excuse for not knowing what's going on today. Any parting wisdom or advice uh, to, to budding entrepreneurs out there? Yeah, don't give up and never underestimate what you can do. Just don't underestimate it. Uh, uh, raise your expectations for yourself and for your company, and you'll be great. It may take a little time, but uh, you're going to get older anyway, so you might as well be getting better. Great advice. Lee Cockrell, thank you very much for joining us. Okay, you take care. All right, you as well. Wow, that was exciting. I hope you have time to, to soak all of that in and to, uh, to, to digest what, uh, what Lee shared. Check out his books. Um, they, are, they are great as well. And uh, we appreciate him taking the time to join us today. Next time on Entree Story, I'm going to be talking with Peter Bregman. He's the author of Four Seconds, All the Time You Need to Stop Counterproductive Habits and Get the Results You Want. The book is just out. Peter's the CEO of Bregman Partners. It's a company that strengthens leadership in people and in organizations. I know, I'm, I'm, I'm positive you're going to enjoy this interview. I learned a lot of practical, actionable steps, and they're things that you can take right back to the table right away and use in your business or in your organization. So uh, I hope you'll join me next time for Peter Bregman. Hey, thanks for joining us today. I invite you to rate us on iTunes. Leave a comment, tell a friend, help us spread the word 
about Entree Story. Be sure to check out our show notes for links and more on today's show at jeffwhitaker.com. Click on Entree Story Podcast. This is Jeff Whitaker inviting you to join us next time for another episode of Entree Story. Now go out and make a difference. Thanks for listening to Entree Story. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes. Visit jeffwhitaker.com to follow Jeff's blog and find more resources. Entree Story is a production of the Jeff Whitaker Company and your Story Academy.